For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hey, y'all. This is Josiah Gray, and this is Half Street High Heat. Hope you enjoy today's episode. We are back. This is Half Street High Heat as it was intended to be, as it originally was, as it was always meant to be, and all that good stuff. I am Nick. You can follow me on Twitter at Nats Moose. I am joined by my OGs, my good friends, and Amanda. Back on Half Street High Heat, Amanda at a white seven eight seven seven. Ryan at We Are All Shack back doing our season predictions episode tonight and gearing up for opening day which if you're listening to this on release day is today well we'll, we'll see i don't know what the weather's looking like but it's supposed to be today guys how are we doing it's been a little bit it has been a little bit how y'all doing i'm excited as excited for opening day as i can be given the roster the nats are gonna trot out there uh, I mean, we're not going to talk about that tonight. Like we're going to, uh, you know, focus <laughs> on good vibes tonight. Good vibes. Yeah, this, tonight. this good vibes. Uh, always thinking we're right. Um, Cause obviously it's our season prediction. So in our mind, we are right. Uh, but speaking of always being right, Ryan, how are we doing? Doing well, you know, Amanda, it's, it, it is hard to get excited about this team, but expectation free baseball is fantastic. And Cheap tickets because this team's not going to win a lot of games. Not a lot of people are going to go, so I can go for dirt cheap, and no one's going to sit near me because I like that. So I'm pretty That's excited for the point. Year. Very, very good point. I don't remember where I was recently, but it, man, okay. Oh, it was uh, like a, it wasn't a tournament, but it was one of those baseball complexes where it's like there's four fields all pointing at each other and stuff. And all four fields are going at the same time. And there was just so many people. I was like, I hate people now. Like, I just don't don't want to do. So that's yeah. after you, a like couple Ryan of said, years of living like COVID. It's hard to get in crowds. Yeah, again. It's a little yeah, uncomfortable. A, I'm cool with a, you know, 13,000 uh, paid attendance crowd at Nats Park. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm fine with that. Give me the Marlins attendance. I don't care. I'll be there. I'll have fun. Uh, still no donuts this year. Uh, I found that out today. Mm-hmm. It's brutal. Leilani Shave Ice, RIP. I am. Oh, your shaved ice place is gone. My shaved ice is gone. It was my favorite thing at the park. I got it every single time I went. I know you you mentioned it every single time, and I never tried it because that's there's like seven different other desserts that I'd Mm -hmm. rather eat than shaved ice. They've upgraded the ice cream. So that's a good thing. Yeah, I saw that. Briars is trash. So I'm glad. I can't remember that it's some sort of creamery, Southern something um sounds pretty good though so i'm excited to try that i will be trying that this weekend when i go um oh the hot chicken place i will be trying that as well absolutely 
but hot otherwise chicken it's, is, hot chicken is fantastic it seems like they're just going to charge more for the same old stuff <laughs> yes it does seem like that doesn't it yeah can't wait <laughs> can't it's wait. gonna be good anybody want to anybody want some tots you can get some more tots. <laughs> yeah see you tater uh enzo's pizza and uh what's is it district drafts or something yeah i think they updated the beer selections though yeah i saw that they have a couple well i'm sure it's more than just a couple i don't i'm not a huge beer snob or anything but uh fairwinds and port city to the local joints around here they have in that's park now so that's pretty cool uh it's gonna cost like 25 bucks but hey whatever support your local businesses type deal um one thing we well obviously we haven't done a traditional show in a little bit but because uh, we've been doing previews and rankings and stuff like that uh one thing we haven't talked about on any of the previous episodes are the city connect jerseys uh I know your guys' thoughts because I've seen your receipts for, you know, what you bought, but just so we can verbalize it and put it out into the world, what are your thoughts on the Nat City Connect jerseys and where do you rank them uh, among the other City Connect jerseys that we've seen thus far? I think this is the one place they're going to be the one, number one this year. Those jerseys kick ass. Well, they were number one in terms of sales. Yeah, uh, I saw that of, of any of the City Connect launches. Yeah, they're gorgeous. I, I got mine um, two days ago, and it is just absolutely beautiful. Like what a, and I've seen a lot of positive stuff from other fan bases too on Twitter. It's like, wow, I, I'm not an Nats fan, but I'd wear that. <laughs> I mean, so Amanda, you you rank them number one? I do among City Connect jerseys. I Interesting. Do. Okay, I I'd rank them number two. You the Chicago? I put uh, yeah, behind the White Sox. Uh huh. What, what do you number, have ahead of them? Yeah, what's one White, White Sox and, my, and the Marlins are just so Yeah, the Marlins cool. are really Marlins nice. Marlins is good. God. The Marlins are so nice. And I put Nats right behind it. Like, it's it's those three than all the other ones, in my opinion. I do like the Red Sox ones. Um, I didn't at first because it was so bold, but then they eventually started growing on me. I can't so remember I like, the the yellow like the story behind. No, I I, know, I remember what they looked like, but there's like a reasoning they chose those colors that actually like connected to the city and some. I can't remember exactly what it was. Yeah, I don't know. Those ones don't do it for me. Uh, I do Boston like Marathon the Marlins. Patriots Day is the, oh. those are the oh. those are the colors at the marathon. <laughs> yeah, so kind of a kind of a big. Reason. <laughs> it is kind of a big thing. I still don't I still don't like them that much, but I like the story. <laughs> But the, the, the Chicago ones are definitely before the Nats came out, the Chicago would have been my one seed, but I, I think the Nats ones are better. I love how they went with that tone on tone with the flowers on the gray. I, so I, I hated the gray at first, at first, like I hated the gray. gray. I, I, I wanted it to be like uh, not bright pink, certainly, but like a, a, a like the cherry blossom color. Like that's like what I wanted pink, it to be. Yeah. yeah. Like a soft pink. And when I saw gray, I was like, uh i don't know like we'll see and then i hated it one i didn't hate it but i was like oh that's mid when i saw the picture with juan soda modeling it leaked because you couldn't see the details so i saw Mm -hmm. the hat i saw the jersey i was like oh that's fine but it's just it's it's fine and then you actually saw the detail like with the the floral print and you're like damn that's actually really nice so the nat's got something right for once (laughs) well damned with faint praise yeah. The the well, by far the the worst ones are the Dodgers though. Yeah, they the, just the Dodgers are just so boring. Like it's, yeah. there's nothing else to it. But no, I, I I agree with you, Nick. I I like them. Um, I was just I was so worried when I saw the color combination, 
just because that was mm-hmm. a tricky color combination. But yeah, you would think black or white would would have been. Yeah, the when they put out color. that tweet with just the two colors, it was kind of like, hmm. But like Nike, Nike's been doing weird color combinations ever since Nike began. So like they're kind of good at making it work. So I knew they're going to be pretty nice. And the uh, same thing as you, like the camera and pictures on Twitter didn't really capture all the detail. And I was in store in the store getting shoved down my way for which the jerseys <laughs> are still on sale, by the way, I was getting shoved. Um, I was like, damn, these are really, really nice. And I liked them right away when I saw them on Twitter, but when you see them in person, you see like the, like the tree on the bottom, all like the, the flowers that are worn in and everything. They're the uh, duality they're of the franchise duality. Yeah. of the franchise. <laughs> And it was done well. I think it was subtle and kind of, you know, just like a classy, not ostentatious. I, I think it's awesome. That's why I do put it as the one seed. I like right. the Marlins and the Chicago a lot, but I think it's also very unique. Like the Chicago one looks super cool, but it's still pinstripes. Like it's I mean, but the times, South you know? side is the South elite. side is awesome. Yeah. It's and that's why that's one thing we haven't talked about with the uh the Nats jerseys. I fully expected uh DC or, or the um, district would have been or awesome. the district, yeah, like one of those. And I still kind of wish they did that, but I'm not yeah, it's not a deal breaker for me either. Like I, I quickly got over it. The district's the just the wizard's WSH thing. is not. Yeah, I guess you're right. It is a wizard's thing. But even even the uh, I guess it's on the sleeve. But even the caps have the three stars. I mean, shit. Even our our half street high heat logo has the three stars, and I would have liked yeah. that to be a little bit more prominent. But I guess the cherry blossom was the prominent feature in these jerseys, not necessarily like the DC flag or anything like that. So it's nitpicking. Ryan, which jersey did you get? Well, I wanted uh, Ruiz, which doesn't exist, but I <laughs> I went gray. I went gray as well. Ryan kind of swayed me into it. I was between gray and Strasburg because I still don't have a Strasburg jersey. So I was going to get Strasburg, and then I heard Ryan's rationale. I was like, I'm going to get gray. It's gray on gray. Like, you got to do it. It is. So I went gray as well. But I honestly might buy another Strasburg one when I'm there. The Strasburg one will be a collector's item when he retires later this year because he can't pitch. Uh, That's mean. We're not going to talk about that, Amanda. Good vibes only. (laughs) You'll be able to wear it forever, though. Yeah, That's exactly. true. You will never, yeah, you will always be able to wear a Strauss jersey. I mean, I made this joke with, uh, I make this joke all the time, but I think it was with Jesse Doherty, like last episode. I want a Strasburg Navy jersey. Like that's, that's the one that's going to be classic. I mean, obviously the mm-hmm. Navy jerseys are never going to go out of style. The World and Strasburg, it's like, but shit, I can't find it anywhere. It's not for sale anywhere. And it's just, that's, so like I, I have no words three years for a later, team that like still, please take my money and they just won't take your money. It's yeah, not that I need to spend more money, but like hey, I'm trying to help you out, and you still you can buy a a blank navy jersey on Fanatics for like three hundred twenty four dollars. Goodness, like that. That's you know that's what we're left with. But all right, but yeah, steep. The city connect jerseys are fired. Not that we're you know saying anything everyone doesn't already know but it's something we haven't talked about yet it's <laughs> they, they got it right the best thing going for the nats right now that's it's, it's the best <laughs> it's thing. A, kind of the only thing right now based on how <laughs> spring training went but good vibes only good vibes only i think some of the other one i don't have the full list in front of me but i know the rockies are getting theirs this year i know the astros are I believe the Brewers are and the Padres are, I think are the next ones. I'm excited to see the Brewers ones. I love their Jersey, like their slate of jerseys in its mm-hmm. entirety. So I'm actually really excited to see what they do. They've got some cool city history stuff they can tap into. So that's going to be fun. 
I'm curious to see the Padres ones because the Padres new rebrand was already kind of bold. They went back to the brown, which is, you know, if you ask like anyone in design or whatever, like brown's kind of a color you avoid. So I feel like they are, they're going to go very creative with theirs. And I'm kind of excited to see what, I mean, it's Southern California. Like you kind of have to go bold and with how bad the Dodgers were. And I think that's kind of generally agreed upon. I'm excited to see what the Padres do and yeah, what Nike does. The unique jerseys. So I think are just going to put shampoo cool. on it and call it a day. Yeah. I'm wondering if they're going to do something military. Themed, they might do. That's such a huge the uh, the yeah, base is there. Base. Yeah. Yeah. Astros are going to definitely do Astros are definitely going to do something space themed. And then the Rockies should do something with weed. Can you imagine to. They're going to just do, do like the mountains. Me. Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I was going to say, can you imagine for the Astros, and I know it's the Astros, but I, I don't much care in this this instance. Imagine the Astros did like a galaxy, like the the background is just like black galaxy background. That I saw a sick. I saw an edit on I mean yeah an edit on Reddit, which <laughs> did like a Space Jam <laughs> like space version of it, and it was color, but with like all these planets and stuff on it, and yeah. it was really sick. Yeah, the, the, I mean, that's what I would do, but hey, what do I know? I always um, feel like the fan versions you see online are better. Oh, than so much better. The, the thing actually ends up being so much better. Um, but yeah, I, I love the City Connect jersey. It's like the one time the MLB is allowed to or has allowed the players to show some personality or, you know, I mean, the, the players weekend jerseys last year were all white and all black. Like, what, <laughs> what, what do we do? Those are the worst. Yeah, but yeah, the Nats jerseys are not the worst. They are damn near the best, if not the best. Uh, so congrats to the Nationals and great job, Nike, for, you know, giving us something to uh, look forward to, I guess. Uh, they will we be wearing another, those. Uh, sorry, go I, was gonna, I was just going to say they're going to be the Nats will be wearing them on Sunday. And I believe that's the only time this year they're wearing them, which is, seems like oh. kind of a missed opportunity, but. Agreed. Yeah, I was gonna say we should do another bracket like like you did with the all the jerseys for the City Connect jerseys and see. But there's not enough of them. Maybe how many are out already? Uh, I believe this makes nine. Oh, so it's not enough yet. Eight or nine. Maybe but by the end of the year, it'll be like fourteen. I think somewhere around there. But yeah, we can throw out a ranking or whatever. But I think everyone kind of agrees. Um, you know. The Dodgers are near the bottom. People hate the Cubs ones. I like the Cubs ones. I, I don't know why. It's meh. Yeah, I, I, they're not the best, but I don't think they're the worst either. The Dodgers are by far the worst. People don't like the Red Sox ones, even though I agree with Ryan. Like, you know, they've grown on me. Um, I forgot the Diamondbacks even had one, but those they say are say like nice. Los Serpentes or something yeah. on it, and that was it. But it just looked like yeah. one of their regular jerseys, but in Spanish. Yeah. Yeah, if it's going to be a City Connect jersey, it has to stand out in some way. Like the Nats don't have a charcoal jersey. The Marlins don't have a bright red jersey. You know, black with pinstripes stands or out. yellow for you know, Boston. Yellow for Boston. Right. It's got to stand out in some way. And that's why the Dodgers doesn't work. That's why the Diamondbacks doesn't work. And I guess maybe that's why the Cubs don't work. Because even though it's Navy, it's too similar. Should have gone like all red for the Cubs or something. I don't know. But City Connect jerseys on sale now you don't need to fight people (laughs) to get them they are still in stock 
so i just got the rest of my stuff today too well not the rest of it but a lot of i got the polo i got the hoodie with the cherry blossom on it and uh oh i almost got the hoodie is it nice it's it's so nice it's so nice damn it i'm gonna have to buy one oh yeah anyways so if you're going this weekend the cherry blossom stuff is still on sale but enough with that we have business to attend to tonight I've been hyping it up for you know weeks now while we were doing our rankings. Obviously, last episode, if you listen to that, which you should. I mean, we had three great interviews for you. It's predictions day, and it's always the best episode every single year. I mean, it, it's it's the chance to call your shot, and should you call your shot, like yours truly with uh, Shohei Otani last year, uh, you get to you know victory lap that for <laughs> as long as you can. It, it is the best time of year. Um, so let's get right into it. There's no need to beat around the bush. We know why you're here. We're going to start with the awards portion of the predictions. We'll do MVP, Cy Young, Manager of the Year, Rookie of the Year uh, for the awards. And then we'll move on to playoff predictions, who gets in, what the championship series looks like, what the World Series ends up being. And then we'll end it with some bold predictions for AL, NL, and then for the Nats specifically. But we're going to kick this off, starting with the young guns. Talk about rookie of the year. We'll start in the AL because that the AL is stacked. If you're not paying attention to the young guys, which it doesn't matter if you are or aren't, they're going to be, you know, <laughs> they're going to be on full display. The young guys are here in there for real. It's rare you see young guys actually start the year up with the big club. And we have a couple of contenders that have made the big club out of camp and not, you know, 15 days in the minors to uh, what's the, the word I'm looking for. Manipulating. Thank you. Manipulate, you know, their service time. None of that. So AL or excuse me, not AL MVP, AL rookie of the year, Amanda, who you got? AL rookie of the year, Bobby Witt jr. Speaking I of young guys who coming. just made, yeah, I'm excited about that kid. He is going to be so much fun to watch. He's Are a you? phenom. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's and by bold. the way, by the way, <laughs> my maiden name is Wit W I T T. So I'm also very much rooting for him for that. Not that I think we're related, but you know, I gotta do it. Sorry, I was muted. I was gonna say you <laughs> went from wit to white. Like that's yes. very original. Isn't that Amanda. ridiculous? You added a letter. Great job. What, Great job. When I was a kid, I used to always swear I would marry somebody whose name started with an last name started with an A so that I could stop being at the end of the alphabet for everything. But then I did. That really only start. applies when you're like in grade school. So it doesn't Right. Really then I realized matter. it actually in real life it doesn't matter at all. <laughs> Ryan, who you got for your AL MVP? Or uh, God damn, this is not a- MVP, rookie of the year. I'm so excited to get the MVP. Sorry, go ahead. Well, so I am very excited about this because all of the top five prospects are going to be up this year, which is rather rare. And they're um, all going to be really good. They're all going to be really freaking so good. Exciting. The PA wanted, you know, top prospects to play and they're getting that. So my, my awkward thing is I picked Riley Green. Um, Ooh. He's the forgot. He's the forgotten star in Detroit because my boy Spencer Torkelson is there. Here's the issue. Riley Green broke his foot two days ago. (laughs) I didn't see that. So I'm going to change with uh, Spencer Torkelson, his other teammate, who's really good because I didn't know he uh, broke his foot until 10 seconds ago. So I'm going with Spencer Torkelson, my first baseman. 
I think it's going to be really good. His ceiling is really, really high. The Tigers are actually going to be pretty fun this year. He has some pretty decent protection around him in the lineup, so he should be getting decent pitches to hit. And his ceiling and floor are so high that I have great expectations for him. He does have some pretty stiff competition in the AL because basically all the top 10 prospects are AL, but I think Torkelson can win it, and I got him. Well, that's fun to say. Yeah, that too. That sucks because I was kind of hedging a little bit, not hedging, but I expect you to go Julio Rodriguez. You did not. So I went Spencer Torkelson as well. Um, I didn't I, go because I, I thought you were going to go Julio. <laughs> <laughs> no, I went Darko. I, 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 I changed my answer. I'm going Julio because he's the real freaking deal. <laughs> you guys Everything aren't helping you said about the people who, who theorize that you're the same person you know. <laughs> <laughs> Everything you said about Torkelson just applied to Julio Rodriguez. It, it still plays. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, Ryan's absolutely right. His floor is insanely high. The competition in the AL is going to be tough. I think Detroit's going to be a little bit better certainly better than people expect but better than kansas city um probably not better than seattle but i think the ceiling this year maybe not for the life of their careers but the ceiling this year uh is in favor of torkelson for me rather than um julio rodriguez uh torkelson he's he's gonna be so good and not that this is the end all be all but Miguel Cabrera is still there. That's who he's learning from. And there, there's going to be huge wisdom to be had. They're just learning um, from Miguel Cabrera and being around him every single day. There's not that franchise icon in uh, Kansas city or uh, Seattle. And again, I, I know that's not the end all be all, but it, it is something I, I think will help any potential like rookie slumps or anything like that. So I think Torkelson is, is the guy uh, for, for sure. Uh, in in my mind that's gonna take it home this year he, he's gonna be damn good all right moving on to the nl uh, i'm gonna go quick i'm not promise Ryan. i'm not taking your guy i know who you're going uh same reasoning same rationale i'm going joey bart for the san francisco giants so you know not necessarily the favorite he's he's up there in the odds and whatnot, but I'm going Joe, Joey Bart because he plays a premium position, but also he's been kind of mentored by Buster Posey for a couple of seasons. Now he was up in 2020 when Posey opted out. It was okay. Not great. And then last year he only played two games, but I don't think that was necessarily a bad thing because he got another season in AAA after getting major league experience. So he really got to develop and take what he learned from the big leagues you know, apply. He be- dealt with some injuries uh, last year, but I, he's fully healthy. The Giants are going to give him the reins this year. That pitching staff is very good. They were obviously very good last year. So Joey Bart needs to be a guy, and they wouldn't be giving him the reins if they didn't think he could handle it. And also, they um, I'm forgetting his name. Pat, I think it's Patrick Riley. They drafted another catcher, and that's, you know, typically you would think, oh, that means Joey Bart's not going to be good. I think it's to push Joey Bart because if Joey Bart's going to establish himself, it needs to be right now. Buster Posey just retired. Uh, I'm going to call him Patrick Riley. I apologize if that's not his name. Patrick Riley is, you know, in high A, chomping at the heels. Uh, I think Joey Bart needs to establish himself and establish some, himself quickly. And I think he can do that. That power is going to be unreal, especially from, you know, a not so offensive position like catcher. If he can stand out at, from a catcher position and do that, 
he's going to make a name for himself very quickly. So I'm going Joey Bart. Ryan, I'll kick it back to you because I don't want Amanda to steal your pick. Say it. Yeah, there's no shock who I'm going with. It's my <laughs> boy, O'Neill Cruz. Absolutely love the guy. Um, he's either going to be the next Barry Bonds or a bust. There's absolutely no in-between. The guy is a freak. He's 6'7", 210 shortstop. He's not going to play there. He's a big boy, but he's also freakishly athletic. He has 80-grade raw power, 60-grade speed, 70-grade game power. The guy can freaking hit. He's fast. He's a strong-ass arm. His future value is a 60 on fan graphs. That projects to be a consistent five-war player. I am so excited to see this guy play. We all saw that golf swing home run that went about 400 feet in spring training. The guy has stupid power. The only thing holding back is how long are the Pirates going to keep down AAA? I hope not long. Right. Um, That's the only thing that might keep him away from uh, winning Rookie of the Year, but he is way too good for that team to keep down, and I am so excited to see him play. He's right. going to be well, very good. <laughs> but like, let, I yeah, just want the record just to reflect that like, he's going to be very, very good. Yes, that's yes, that is definitely true. And I am worried, like you are, Ryan, that the Pirates are going to keep him down and we're not going to get to see as much of him as we should. But we shall see. OK, I'm going to go different than either of you. I'm going to go Hunter Green from the Cincinnati Reds, who made the opening day roster. He was their second overall pick in 2017. And he throws 104 mile an hour fastball and he's just going to be super fun to watch. I don't, you know, it, it's hard to say he's had some injuries and then, you know, minor league players had so much with the, the COVID year and all of the lost development, but I'm super excited to watch this guy pitch. So I, he's maybe a little bit of a dark horse candidate, but I figured neither of you would pick him and it would be different. So I'm going to go with Hunter green. I fully expect you to pick Suzuki. Uh, I am. I thought about Kimber Ruiz. <laughs> well, he's not rookie eligible anymore. I know. He, I thought about it. And just then I, above yeah, but the, I would have uh, just above. I would have respected the hell out of you if you went Ruiz, anyways. <laughs> I, I actually had it on my list here in front of me, but then or like I was, Kate I was, was like my yeah, that would have been fun. Now this kid is this kid is just a fireballer, and I know that there's a lot more to pitching than than velocity and yada yada yada. But there is something really fun about watching a guy who can throw a ball that hard. Amanda, you're losing your touch. You're losing your Homer touch. Oh, wait for it. (laughs) All right. All right. Let's move on to manager of the year. Talk about some, uh, I was going to say players, but they're not players. Talk about some candidates, some potential managers that might take home the award for best manager in their respective league. Amanda, I'll kick it back to you. Who's your AL manager of the year? Charlie Montoyo. Um, he just got an extension for the Blue Jays. I think um, he's got a very talented roster to work with this year. I think he's going to do a terrific job. And I have uh, no spoilers, but I have the Blue Jays um, making a pretty deep run. So uh, I know that this is a regular season award, but I think he is going to um, just do a great job. They've they've just given him, I think it was a three-year extension. I'd have to look it up. I don't remember, but I know that yeah, something like you know, that. they got into the playoffs um, during that shortened 2020 season and uh he's he's not had a you know the record isn't I don't even think it's a winning record but I think you've seen improvement year over year and this team is ready to explode this year so I'm I'm very excited to watch the Jays and uh, I think he's my my manager of the year pick don't mind that obviously the Blue Jays are they're 
seeming to be the popular pick coming out of the AL. I thought it was still kind of like edgy a little bit, but no, it seems to be the popular pick right now. The Blue Jays have a lot of, a lot of hype around them. Ryan, who's your pick for AL manager of the year? Yeah, so I'm going with Chris Woodward of the Rangers. The Rangers spent a nice. lot of money this offseason, and I like how they spent their money as well. They have a pretty solid lineup. They also kind of have some sleeping pitchers. Um, they got John Gray I really like. And I think, you know, with that division, Astros are kind of taking a step back. Um, I think the Mariners take a pretty big step back as well. Not saying that they're not going to be good, but I think – they're going to be that team that everyone buys in on the hype. Then they just kind of take that step back. We see that a lot. Look at the Padres last two years. Um, So I think some things kind of go wrong with the Padres and that helps the Rangers and Chris Woodward wins that award. I I kind of like that one. I see the Rangers made the big splash pre lockout. So if it pays off, that kind of puts uh, Woodward in probably the favorite spot, you know, because Manager of the year tends to be expectation versus reality as do a lot of things in life. But, you know, if the Rangers can improve from whatever, like 60 something wins last year to 80 ish wins this year, I feel like that would put him in a pretty good spot to take on the award. Well, we're going to have three different answers because you both are wrong. The answer is Scott Cervais of the Seattle Mariners, because as you We'll see with my predictions a little later on. The Mariners are going to have quite the good year. And Scott Cervais, they almost made it last year. They added Robbie Ray, a bona fide number one, obviously reigning Cy Young. I, you know, another, this is a freebie for you guys. It's not my AL bold prediction, but it's a bold prediction. Whoever the best bat is at the deadline, whether it's uh, Brian Reynolds or uh, I don't know who might be available at the deadline, but whoever the best deadline bat is the Mariners will trade for him and that's going to push them over the top and that will help Scott Cervais's uh manager of the year campaign and he will win it due to that fact and due to the fact the Mariners are just going to be really really good this year so three different answers for you that guys there let's move on to the NL manager of the year Ryan who's your pick for NL manager of the year in L manager of the year I'm going Ollie Marmol and St. Louis I really like what they have there and Um, They kind of had a little turbulence with some coaches before, but I think St. Louis writes things this year and has a pretty good season. And he takes home the NL manager of the year award. Well, yeah. I mean, they got a yes guy, not that Marmol won't be a good manager, but they got a yes guy because uh, the big rift in St. Louis last year was Mike Schilt didn't want to follow the front office's plan. Well, they also got the younger guy who likes analytics in. Oh yeah. No, I'm I'm not at all. Yeah. Dinosaur out. Yeah. No, I know, but I'm just saying, like, that's why there there won't be any tension because they got, you know, their guy, I guess. Amanda, who's your pick for manager of the year in the NL? I've got Bob Melvin with the Padres. Um, obviously, the, he is a three-time manager of the year in the past, um, including, to me, most impressively with the athletics when they had the lowest payroll in baseball and they won was it 95 or 97, some absurd number of games. That's always one of my favorite uh, stories about Melvin. So obviously where he is with the Padres is tough. They've, as you just mentioned, uh, Nick, they've underachieved a little bit, at least, um, you know, if you compare it to the expectations people had, he's got a a tough road to hoe this year with, you know, Tatis is out for, I'm not sure exactly how far into the season, but, you know, he'll need to recover from that injury. 
Um, they've got a lot of guys with big contracts who haven't really been living up to them. And, you know, but he's got a lot of talent on that team. And I think he is going to uh, make the most of it and that they're going to have a good season. And uh, he's going to have to overcome some difficult stuff to get them there. So I think that's why he is the manager of the year for the NL. Well, that's unfortunate because I also picked Bob Melvin. I think Mm. it just makes too much sense. The Padres drastically underperformed last year when everyone had such high expectations, just like seemingly the Blue Jays this year. The Padres were the popular pick to make a run last year. They were not even close. They had a crazy collapse in the second half, Um, you know, big riffs in the clubhouse. Speaking of, you know, tension between players and coach and coach in front office, they like up Jace Tingler. I mean, not even brought in Bob Melvin. They just literally took him. Like, and you can't even say he, they stole him because stealing implies that the, you know, organizational or team stolen from misses that, you know, asset. The A's just let him go. So the Padres took Bob Melvin, three-time manager of the year, make it four times. Uh, he's going to be one of the few managers in history to win in both the AL and NL because he will win this year with, with the Padres. You can put it on board. Um, all right. Let's move on to some of the good stuff. Let's start with Cy Young. And I'm going to kick this one off. AL Cy Young. So I wanted to go, you know, one of the dark horses, uh, be a little bit bold with this pick. Um, And I almost did it. But there's a guy that I talked about when we ranked pitchers last week or whenever it was that I just really, really want to have a dominant season and reestablish himself as one of the best pitcher in baseballs. And who knows with the DeGrom injury, he might actually establish himself as the best pitcher in baseball. And that's Shane Bieber. Uh, I I wanted to go edgy. I wanted to go bold, but I think Shane Bieber is just so damn good. And just like for years, it was stupid to pick anyone, but trout anyone, but DeGrom, I think, you know, Shane Bieber is going to establish himself as the guy in the AL and we'll be saying, Oh, it's stupid to pick anyone besides Shane Bieber. Cause he's going to win the Cy Young this year. Amanda, what's your take? Um, what you said, Shane Bieber, <laughs> what's you. my take? This, I this know okay, that's agreeing on things. This is not fun. Yeah. I, Ryan, I think, Ryan, yeah. can you agree with us? So that way, you know, at least it's a little bit better. It's like than a Amanda consensus pick. Yeah. No, yeah. cause yeah. I, I really like my pick. Damn it. All right. Amanda continue. <laughs> Um, well, I mean, you kind of hit on it all already. I mean, I think, uh, you know, there are, there are more popular picks than Shane Bieber, but I just, I don't know what it is. I have a feeling this year and I guess that's all we're doing with these, right? We're just throwing it out there at the beginning and what we have, uh, what we, what we're thinking vibes wise. And I just feel like Shane, it's his going to be his year. He's, he's due. And I think he's going to, I think he's going to have a terrific year. I'm really excited to watch him and, uh, see a resurgence. As our uh, good friend and Half Street High Heat writer Allison likes to say, uh, hashtag vibes. As far as strategy yeah, she's goes. that's her uh, that's her not just her strategy, but she considers it a stat. Yeah, <laughs> X vibes or something. Yeah, X vibes <laughs> life motto. All right, Ryan, your dissenting opinion here. Who you got? Yeah, so there is a new era beginning in the American League. A new ace is one hundred percent marking his territory. He is going to dominate this league this year. And I'm going with Dylan Cease for the 2022 American League Cy Young. Very interesting guy, only 26 years old, struggled in his debut in 19, was okay in 20. New pitching staff, 
sorry, excuse me. New coaches came in 2021. Tony Larusa came in. We saw a big improvement in his stuff and his command and everything overall. He already has the best stuff on the White Sox rotation. Problem is he's a thrower, not a pitcher. This year, everything clicks. He's a pitcher. He stops going deep into counts. Last year, he uh, had 226 strikeouts and only 165 innings. He's going to strike out over 300 people this year, and he's going to submit himself as the ace in the White Sox rotation, and he's going to win the first of multi in his career of Cy Youngs. That's all that. All right. Not that that's like a out of left field pick, but um friend of the show, OPT, put his uh, uh, predictions out today, and I saw that. I was like, oh, that's actually – that makes a lot of sense because of the things Ryan just said. Um, all right. So we shall see what the AL Cy Young shakes out to be. I'm surprised. No, Amanda, I got to be honest. I thought you were going to go Giolito. That's kind of what hmm. I was counting on. Yeah. Well, sorry to disappoint you. Yeah. Well, I don't think it's, I don't think it's outside the realm of possibility. Yeah. It's my, it's my best thing. <laughs> all right. NL Cy Young, Amanda, I'll give you a chance to redeem yourself. Who's your NL Cy Young pick. All right. And I've got a quick explanation on this one. Corbin Burns, because he plays in the NL central and he strikes out everybody. That's my answer. He's uh there's what else is there to say about Burns? like that division is terrible. I think he's going to have, he's going to get a lot of, um, you know, easy innings against a lot of teams that aren't very good. And uh, I think that's going to where he may not even be the best pitcher, but I think in the NL, but I think he's going to have the best numbers. So, I mean, hard to argue, especially, you know, he, he literally just won it. <laughs> so there's yeah, not really exactly. argument against it. <laughs> Brian, who you got for the NL? Yeah. Um, I said this when we did our pitching rankings, there's two pitchers and then there's everyone else. Uh, DeGrom's out, so there goes my original pick. I'm going Corbin, Corbin Burns. Uh, he's going to win it. The guy is just absolutely filthy. Um, all his advanced analytics kind of say that's who he is. There's no real signs for regression to come in his analytics. Amanda hit it on with the NL Central. It's not the best. So he is going to be dominant this year, and I think he wins Cy Young. Yeah, uh, again, there, there's not much I can say against it, but I am the dissenting opinion here. N- not that it's bold by any means. I think I've made this pick for the last two years. I was close last year, but this year, I think, not for certain, but I think he won't have a teammate siphoning votes from him. We'll see how the trade deadline shakes out. I'm going to go Walker Bueller. Uh, he was really, really close last year, and obviously he lost to Corbin Burns because Corbin Burns is just on another planet. But I think Walker Bueller, I mean, his season last year was insane. And I know everyone's pointing to his rough spring training. You know, I think he had like a 7.42 ERA in spring training. You want to know what Walker Bueller's spring training stats were last year? 7.42 ERA. So I'm not concerned about spring training at all. Uh, I mean, spring training stats don't really matter. Guys are, especially pitchers, they're tinkering with stuff. They're trying stuff out. These stats don't matter. It's all you know, just to get your feel back and, you know, try new things before the season starts and games count and, you know, stats count, obviously uh, I'm not worried about it. He's, he's, he's due. Uh, it just, you know, you want to talk about advanced metrics. He's due. That's my advanced metric. Walker Bueller's going to win one. Maybe not this year, but I think so. So Walker Bueller's my pick. All right. So that wraps up Cy Young and now the good one. The, the best one. one, the best one. Uh, I I'll I'll go first because mine's not flashy. 
again, I, I didn't, well, I guess I kind of went chalk. Listen, when a guy has this kind of wagon, like <laughs> as a fellow I already know who wagon you're talking about. <laughs> haver myself, we stick together. And listen, I got the Shohei Otani pick right. And I'm proud of that. But at what cost? Because my fellow wagon having friend, you know, had an amazing season himself. And like, he just got completely overshadowed by a, you know, alien of a performance, you know, just otherworldly that is Shohei Otani. And Otani could very well do it again. He, he, he might like, we, we haven't seen anything like him, but we got to have, you know, we, we got to have one, got to have some love for my guy, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Like he, he could very well win the triple crown. And that's, that's honestly what it might take. Like you can go back to the, what was it? 2012 when Miguel Cabrera won the triple crown. And that's really what it took to beat Mike Trout. Like that, that's what it might be, you know, Vladdy might have to win the triple crown to win an MVP, but he very well might be able to do that. And I'm going to give it to Vladimir Guerrero Jr. This year. Again, it's not the, you know, craziest out there pick. That's actually a pretty popular pick, but there's just so much to like about it. I I can't, I can't deny it. Ryan, who you got for AL MVP? Um, So I, I kind of contradict myself with this later in the show. I'll explain that in a way. (laughs) Um, I think this is, the year Rafael Devers finally gets the attention he deserves. The dude is a absolute fantastic hitter. Um, I think things come together. They got Trevor story. The Red Sox lineup is going to be absolutely filthy. Their pitching is not, but I think Rafael Devers bat is going to be absurd this season. And he's going to get a lot of that attention as the Red Sox keep alive in a incredible division because of that offense and his bat. So I think it's the year my boy, Rafael Devers brings it home. I like that one. And plus, he just turned down the Red Sox extension offer because reportedly it was not his market value. So if he's trying to prove his worth, (laughs) there's probably not a better way to do that than MVP season. (laughs) Uh, But we shall see. Amanda, what's your pick? All right. This is somehow like simultaneously both boring and bold. I'm going Mike Trout. Yeah, I I figured that might come back. I. Yeah, I just, I, I keep, you know, I looked at all the candidates and I keep thinking, I mean, he's 30 years old, but, you know, he's, he's had these injuries lately, but he's still Mike Trout. And if he's healthy and, you know, there's no indication that he's not going to be healthy to start the year, I still don't think there's anybody better than Mike Trout. I mean, it's, I don't know, I, I maybe I'm wrong and he'll, you know, have another injury or maybe he'll just not return to form, but. I don't know to me, Mike Trout. And, and there were these years where he should have been MVP, but he had been for so many, so many times that they just like, didn't want to give it to him again. So I think, I think this is the year he gets another one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I wouldn't hate that either. I honestly thought about Trout like pretty hard, but I think Shohei will be healthy enough that I, I don't know how much stock you should put into the siphoning votes from teammates aspect of it all. But I was like, ah, I, I probably not for whatever reason. And plus I just wanted to uh, stick with my wagon brother. All right. Moving on to the brother. Yeah. He's my wagon (laughs) brother. All right. uh, NL MVP, Amanda. I'll I'll, I'll let you go. Yeah. Yeah. I figured. I (laughs) I figure are we all on Soto? I figure we probably all are. We are not. It's absurd. Okay. Interesting. Well, um, you know, he, 
and we all know about Soto. We're all Nats fans. He's got, you know, Nelson Cruz hitting behind him, which gives him a little protection that he did not have, especially in the second half of, of last year. Um, I think he's, he's been flirting with an MVP already for years, which is funny because of his age that he's already been close. And I think he's just, to me, head and shoulders better than, than anybody else in the NL this year. I think it's a no brainer. We shall see Ryan. What do you got? Um, it's kind of bold saying Soto, but I will explain that one later. I talked about him earlier, but I'm going Mookie. I think Mookie bounces back. He's going to be the best player on the best team and he's going to get all the attention. The Dodgers are good. Mookie's going to bounce back. And if he does like close to what his career norms are, he's going to be in the MVP conversation. Add that into a fact that he's on a hundred plus win team. I think Mookie wins uh, MVP and two former teammates take home the awards. Yeah, I, I like uh, it. I, lo- I mean, I love Mookie. He's my favorite. He's probably my favorite player in baseball. Um, but I'm not going Mookie. And I am also not going Soto. However, it will be from the NL East. And no, it's not going to be Bryce Harper either. He will not repeat. That's because the NL MVP will be yet another Atlanta Braves first base. And Matt Olson's going to take home the wow. NL MVP. Uh, listen, his numbers last year were stupid as is. And he was playing in the Coliseum. Now he gets to a hitter-friendly part hitter friendly park like truest and i mean he had like a, a 9 10 ops last year that's probably going to get close to a thousand if not over it he hit 39 home runs last year he might be pushing 50 and if, if he's doing that he's going to be in the conversation but he's also arguably the best defensive first baseman as well and not the mvp is like a defensive award but if it's a tiebreaker yeah that that's going to play a part especially for a uh, position like first base where, you know, you don't need to have the elite defense. It's not like a center fielder or catcher or shortstop or anything like that. But if he can say like, Hey, yeah, I might not play, you know, a position that you need to be uh, great at defensively, but at least I am great defensively. I think that's going to make a huge statement. Obviously he's going to need to have the offensive numbers to back it up. I think he will. And the Braves, you know, Ryan mentioned best player, best team. It's annoying, but the Braves might be the best team. Uh, I'm not saying they are. I, I don't have them, you know, just a quick preview. I don't have them as the best team in the NL, but they, they might be like they very it's within the realm of the, of possibility. And with Acuna, like slowly working his way back, Matt Olson might establish himself as the best player on the Braves, at least for this season. I still think Acuna is going to be way better long-term, but that's a separate conversation. I think Matt Olson's going to win MVP. And that's kind of my, I went so like black pretty bold. with like my it. other picks. I had to go Matt Olson. I love Matt Olson. I wish he wasn't on the Braves, but it's also his hometown team. So maybe he has like, you know, a little bit of juice, you know, to spark himself this season. So that felt good. I, I'm glad I got at least one bold one out there because <laughs> yeah, I just, it feels good when you're, when you're bold, this is the time to be bold. Call your shot. All right, so that's a glorious it. time when nothing yeah. you can't be wrong because nothing exactly, exactly. And if you are wrong, you just don't acknowledge it because it was like seven months ago and it doesn't matter. Never anymore. speak of it again. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the season predictions and playoff predictions more specifically. We're going to go through division winners first, 
and then we'll do the wild card spots. Keep in mind, if you're listening at home, there are now three wild card spots after the rule changes this year. So there's three division winners, three wild card spots per league, and then the top two division or you know winners or not winners, but uh, yeah, I guess in terms of wins, they get a buy, similar to how the NFL playoffs were before they added the seventh team, which is probably where the <laughs> MLB is going. Uh, in the next CBA, but that's a separate conversation. All right, so six teams each league. We'll start off with the AL. Uh, to the AL East, I, you know, w- was trying to be pretty, you know, in depth with research and you know have a bull take. The AL East is probably the best division in baseball yet again. It was for a while. I think it is again. There's four teams that have a legitimate shot at winning the division in my mind. Uh, but I could only pick one and there's a team that I've been not trying to write off, but I've been expecting to write off every single year. And then every single year they win the division. I'm just going to go with the Rays. like in, on paper, the Rays got worse, but I've been saying that for three years. So I just, until I'm proven wrong, uh, I, I just have to go raise. I wanted to go Jays. I couldn't, uh, I have to go raise. So Rays are going to be my AL, AL, AL East winner. Amanda, what do you got? All right. My AL East winner is the Blue Jays. Um, I think you know, we already talked a little bit about them when um, we did manager of the year, but I think they are just absolutely loaded with talent, including your wagon brother, who's my wagon one brother. of the most, one of the most fun players in baseball. I just absolutely love watching Vladdy. He's uh, and he's so entertaining as well as being a terrific baseball player. Um, you know, I think that they are going to take it. I think that the um, the Rays and the Yankees are going to be duking it out just behind them. So as you mentioned, it's I think it's the best division in baseball. They literally four teams could potentially could potentially win it. But I'm going to go. I'm going to go Jays. I like it. I, I mean, they're I officially adopted them as my AL team. I even bought a hat to. Oh, it's official. To, wow. To uh consummate it i'm not sure that's the right <laughs> word um <laughs> ryan either break the tie or make it worse who you got in the al east so the blue jays are either going to be the best team in the american league or they're going to fall apart and not this make year's the padres <laughs> yeah yeah um, exactly i'm gonna i'm gonna just go with them being the best team in the american league i have them winning the east and being the number one Damn seed it. in the playoffs I'm the one who nice. adopted them and I'm the only one who doesn't have them winning. Yeah, I don't I, I think the <laughs> I think the Rays winning the division is kind of bold. I respect it though. I do. I and I think it could happen. It could easily happen. They always they always surprise you every time you're like, well, yeah, I mean they're good, but they're not that good. And then they are that good. And not that the the Pakota projections are um, you know, the end all be all. I was shocked that they had the Yankees winning 99 games. I don't know if either 99 that does seem high. Yeah, looked at that, but they had division. They had the Yankees at 99, the Jays at 90, and then the Red Sox and Rays at 85. And I was surprised by the disparity between uh, four, the Yankees winning the AL East by 14 games over the Red Sox and Rays. No way. Yeah, no way. Those teams are going to beat each other up. That's going to be a rough division. Four teams won 90 plus games at division last year, Amanda, and one won 100. So it's possible. It's possible, I suppose. I don't know. I don't see it. I don't see the Yankees winning 99 games. If if the Rays or even the Jays 
win by 14 games, I wouldn't, I would be surprised because that's a, a sizable margin, but the Yankees winning by 14 games, that's where I'm surprised because the Yankees always struggle. Like they typically always make the playoffs, but they always struggle last year. They were what the last wild card team to get in and barely that was almost a four-way tie. So I, I, and they didn't get, you know, sizably better. They traded for Josh Donaldson, who, you know, probably is way past the prime of his career and then re-signed Anthony Rizzo, who was already there last year and was okay, but not great. Like, I just don't see the Yankees, but we don't have the Yankees, so we don't really have to talk about them. I love the Jays pick. I am still going to stick with the Rays, but I will talk about the Blue Jays here in a little bit. All right, let's move on to the AL Central. We'll just knock out the AL before we move on to the NL. AL Central, I God, I went back and forth so many times with this, um, but it was hard. I'm going to stick with the White Sox. Um, I, I really wanted to go Twins. Uh, I, I liked a lot of the moves they made, obviously, specifically the Correa move. I, I think that's just a, a genius move. Like, why not? Why not sign Correa, the, arguably the best free agent available? Like, why not? And they did it. So I, I really wanted it for them. So that way, hopefully more teams kind of on the edge go out and spend money. But I, I don't think they have the depth or experience. That lineup is going to be very, very good. So they might knock on the door of a wild card spot. But the division, no, I still think it's the White Sox. Even with trading Kimbrell, with losing uh, Garrett Crochet or Crotchet, whatever his name is, with uh, missing Lance Lynn for a couple weeks of the season, they are still so unbelievably deep. Like that team is built to last. They've had a lot of disappointing playoff performances recently. And I think this is the year that kind of break through at least a little bit more than they have in the past. Um, and Ryan mentioned it with Dylan Cease, like he's a breakout candidate in an already very good rotation. You have Giolito still, you have Dylan Cease, who's kind of ready. They have Michael Kopech, who, you know, has <laughs> always been a tantalizing prospect just with the stuff dealt with some injuries it seems like this year he's finally getting a semi-normal offseason and healthy going into the season that White Sox team is going to be very good and I, I couldn't pick against them uh so I have the White Sox winning the AL Central Ryan what about you yeah I I have the White Sox as well um it's kind of hard to bet against them yeah. honestly um I'm trying to pull up the one random that's okay I can't find it um yeah, it's it's just hard. It's hard to vote against them right now. I think they're probably. I mean, they're a top five team in American League. Arguably, you can make a conversation of them being the second or third best team in the American League. I think the roster is very good. They have a good rotation, good young talent. The Twins make good game, good moves. I don't see them making seventeen plus win moves. They won seventy three games last year. Uh, Buxton was hurt. Buxton and Correa healthy is a very fantastic combination, but I don't think those two healthy. Um, Gary Sanchez, he stinks. Did like a couple of other moves they made. I don't think they can get to 90 wins. Even with the third, even with the third um, wild card, wild you're going to have to win 90 games. Don't think the twins could do it. So I have the White Sox winning. Um, I don't really think it's going to be close either. The American League Central is a couple years away from being a very good division. They're just not there yet. And there's the rumor with the Padres trade. I was trying to figure out the pitcher's name, um, but the pitcher that the reported trade into the pod. Oh, sorry. Taylor Rogers. There we go. If they trade Taylor Rogers, they're not making the playoffs this year. Oh but, yeah. The, the, the bullpen would be shot without him. Yes. Um, yeah. So I think the White Sox win it pretty easily. I think that's fair. All right. Well, I am going to go a little bolder here. I think the twins win it. 
Um, I think the White Sox are going to miss uh, Carlos Rodon a lot. Is it Rodon or Rodon? I never know. I, I think it's Rodon. It's Rodon. Rodon. Anyway, I think um, they have, you know, as you said, they're deep. I almost picked, um, you know, I almost picked them to go deeper into the playoffs than I did. We haven't gotten to those yet. And um, I don't know. I love the White Sox. I think they're going to be a lot of fun to watch. And I almost picked um, Louis Robert for an MVP candidate. But I am going to take the Twins. I think the addition of Correa is huge. I think they, they're going to be better than people are expecting them to be. They didn't make a couple of other moves. They got Chris Archer, who I know isn't like, you know, a world beater or anything, but I think it's an improvement. They could use another starter, um, but I think they're going to tweak it through the year. I think if they're, if they're competitive, which I think they will be, that um, at the trade deadline, they're going to make the moves they need to make to win that division. And I think the, the White Sox are going to maybe be a little bit of this year's Padres. Maybe um, with the twins, they didn't really give up it prospect wise a lot of what like for a lot of what they got in return. Like they got uh, Gary Sanchez and Gio Urshela just getting rid of Josh Donaldson's contract. And that kind of afforded them the opportunity to sign Carlos Correa. They still have Jorge Polanco, Max Kepler, Byron Buxton. Mm-hmm. They signed to an extension. Um, so, and if uh, he's Miguel healthy, Sano, that's a game changer for them. God, like it, it all. Re- <laughs> I mean, it doesn't depend just on Sonny Gray because you need more than one pitcher. But if Sonny Gray is back to that potential ace that we've seen bits and pieces of throughout the years, I I, I think the Twins could really make a run. That lineup is so good, one through nine. It's it's hard to, to pick against them. And the, the L Central is kind of weak. Uh, the Tigers might be okay, and the Guardians are typically always okay. So maybe not as weak as in years past, but they could rack up some wins. So I don't hate the twins pick, but it's just, it's, it's like, I, I'd be rooting against the white Sox or like rooting them for them to fail. Whereas with the twins, I have to root for them to like over, um, over. Yeah. It's like somehow you want them to, to overachieve to, yes, to overachieve, where you don't yeah. expect them to get, you know, I don't know what it is. And I just, right. I went back and forth on that one a lot too. You said at the beginning, like, this one was the one I maybe with all six divisions, this might be the one I had the hardest time picking. I scratched it out three different times before I went finally landed on White Sox again. So that just goes to show you where I, where I landed. All right. To the AL West. Uh, I'll keep it short and sweet. They're almost made it last year. Uh, they're got hot at the end of the year. I think they can ride that. They have Julio Rodriguez coming up. They signed Robbie Ray. I still think they are not done. They were in on Chris Bryant. They were in on a couple of other guys. So even though, you know, free agency is long over, I still think they're going to be hungry to make that move to really push them over the top, whatever that may be come trade deadline time. I have the Seattle Mariners winning the AL West. Uh, I think the Astros are kind of like the White Sox that we just talked about. It, it's kind of hard to bet against them. They, they're they proven even, even still after losing Springer and Correa in consecutive off seasons, they're still very good. Um, but I, I like the Mariners. I, I'm riding the hype and I, I think they pull out the AL with AL West victory. Amanda, what do you got? You know, I like the, the Mariners pick, but I did not go with them. I did go with the Astros. I think the Mariners are still a year away. I, I don't think they're quite going to do it this year. Um, you know, losing Carlos Correa as a body blow, no doubt for the Astros, but you know, they, Justin Verlander's back. If, if Kyle Tucker's healthy, like they've got some stuff, you know, Bregman is still there. I mean, Jordan they have a Alvarez, Michael Brantley. Yeah. yeah they're You've still got very, a lot Jose Altuve. Of, I love Michael Brantley. He's one of my favorite players. I really wish the Nats had signed him when he was available. But um, yeah, I just for prospects. <laughs> shut up. 
stop <laughs> ruining my dreams. Um, yeah, I just, I just feel like you can't, it's funny because this is exact, almost exactly like we just did in the central. Like, I feel like you can't bet against the Astros and I loathe the Astros, but I think they're going to win that division. I can't really blame you, Ryan. What do you got? Yeah. The ALS is really, really interesting this year. Um, I do think the Mariners peaked a little too early last year. I don't think they're ready. They have a lot of good pieces in place and they absolutely have a loaded farm system. That's going to be very fun to watch as these guys keep coming up. I don't think the Mariners win it. Um, the angels again are another very interesting team. Healthy, probably the best lineup in baseball issue is always going to be health. They don't have the pitching to get it done either. Makes it interesting. It's the Astros division until someone shows me it's not. The Astros are that team that's been there, done that every single year. You look at these other teams, the Mariners are young. The Blue Jays, pitching's young, good lineup, but they don't have the experience the Astros do. And even after all the people the Astros keep letting go, their top six lineup can go head-to-head with any lineup in baseball. I mean, Altuve, Brantley, Bregman, Alvarez, Yuli, Kyle Tucker is a stupid Top six, Kyle Tucker batting six is absolutely absurd. He's a 30 home run, 100 RBI guy. Crazy. And he's batting six. Their pitching is also a lot deeper than people give it credit for. Luis Garcia is great. They got Jake Odorizzi. McCullers is going to be back. Verlander is coming back as well. They also have a lockdown closer, Ryan Presley. It's the Astros division to lose until someone tells me otherwise. And I'm going to keep picking them to win the division until a team dethrows them. Maybe that's this year. Maybe it's next year. Who knows? But until I see it, I just I just can't pick against them. I thought McCullers was still. I thought he had a setback. Not that it matters too much because Verlander's reportedly throwing 103 miles an hour. So, uh, but I thought McCullers was banged up. I might be wrong on that though. He'll be back eventually. When I- yeah, at some point. He, I, well, I, at least I don't think it's going to be anything too long. But all right, so you guys are on the Astros. I'm on the Mariners. Uh, let's knock out the AL wildcard spots really quick. We can just go one, two, and three. Uh, I have the Blue Jays in the top wildcard spot. Uh, I still think the Rays win it comfortably, like three, four, five games, but the Blue Jays are above 90 wins. Like Ryan said earlier, I think you're going to have to be if you want to even consider being a wildcard team. Last year in both leagues was kind of a, a you know, down year for wildcard spots, but this year I think – you're going to see a lot more teams in contention and deservedly so, not just because they are the last team standing with, you know, more than 80 wins. Um, so I think the, the Jays take the top wildcard spot. Wildcard two, I have the Red Sox. Uh, they don't have the pitching, but they added Trevor Story to a lineup that already features Xander Bogarts, Rafael Devers, who's Ryan's MVP pick. Uh, it's... God, I mean, I think Bobby Dahlbeck's going to be pretty solid for them. Alex Verdugo, it, it's that lineup is still very, very good. And I think Alex Gore is just a really, really good manager. Like the, you saw the impact of getting him back and they, they were damn near making the World Series last year. People forget that. I don't think they're necessarily anyone's favorite, uh, like the, the you know odds on favorite for anyone to make the run or anything like that, but I can't root against them or not root against them. I can't bet against them at this point. I think they're still very good. So they have the wild card two for me and wild card three, I pick Astros. So I guess it's another freebie bold prediction. I don't think the Yankees make the playoffs. I don't, they extremely lack depth. Uh, Garrett Cole, if 
God forbid something happens to him. They have nobody. Jordan Montgomery's all of a sudden their ace. And that's not like a, a shot at Jordan Montgomery, but he's very much not an ace. Like the Yankees don't have much depth in, you know, Aaron judge is awesome, but he's a big guy that, you know, is going to deal with some injuries throughout his career just because of his size. So if he goes down, Stan struggles, Cole might struggle. He hasn't been quite his Astro self. I don't think he needs to make the playoffs. So that's kind of my bold prediction. So Jay's Jay's Red Sox Astros for my wild card spots. Amanda, what do you have? All right. Well, this is actually giving away my bold prediction, which is I have all my wild card teams coming out of the East. I've got Yankees and Red Sox all making the playoffs as wild cards. Um, You just went, you know, just talked a little bit about the Red Sox. You know, it seems like people forget about them because they play in the AL East and there's so much else going on and, they're, they're not good enough to win the world series, but they, they're always better than I think they're going to be. And uh, right. I've got them, I've got them winning about 86 games and and getting in as a wild card team, the Yankees, you do make some good points about depth. Um, but the Yankees always seem to, to scrape, scrape it together enough to make the playoffs. I don't think they're going to make a run, but um, I do think they're going to get in and the Rays, um, you know, I have, I almost picked them to win the East. Um, I gave it to the Jays, but I think they're going to be right up there close and they're going to have more wins than any of the, the second place teams in the other two divisions. So I've got four for the first, I think it would be the first time in baseball history, all four playoff teams from the East. Yeah, it would be the... because obviously there's only been two wild card spots previously. Right. So first well, time, I guess I should just say all of the, say all of the <laughs> playoff teams coming out of the same division. Right. Right. Uh, I mean, I could see it happening, but I also think the likelihood is, you know, for that specific occurrence to happen uh you would have to have the rest of the al drastically underperform because the al east is going to beat up on each other so one of those teams is only going to have like 80 wins um just because of the competition within their own division so i think you know to try and help out my argument a little bit more i think that's probably the yankees they don't win series versus the rays or jays or red Sox, and that kind of hurts them in the long run even though they might beat up on some other teams um so that's I'm sticking with the Astros. Ryan, what's your wild card spot in the AL? Yeah, uh, wild card one. I'm going with the Yankees. Um, they had a bad offseason for the Yankees standards, but overall their offseason was genuinely fine. Um, I think they get in with over 90, well over 90 wins again. Um, whoever wins the East is going to have a hundred wins. That's just how the East works. I think Yankees get it with over 90 wins. I don't feel great about my second spot, but like. They just find ways to win. And that's the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, Like I said, it just doesn't make any sense, but they just produce talent like nobody's business. They got rid of Austin uh, Matthews or Meadows, excuse me, wrong sport. Um, (laughs) They won't miss him a bit. They just pump out pitchers like nobody's business. They're unbelievable factory and they'll find a way and they'll get the second wildcard spot. The third wildcard spot, I'm going with the Los Angeles Angels. The lineup with... Trout, Otani, Rendon, Jared Walsh is very, very good. People forget that their pitching did get David better. Too. Come on, man. David Fletcher as well. Their pitching did get better, and I think it is enough to get them into a wild card spot. The reality of the situation is they'll probably be four AL East teams. They'll probably all four win over 90 games like they did last year. But I'm not sold on the Red Sox. The pitching staff is absolutely atrocious. Their rotation is Eovaldi, Nick Pavetta, Tanner Halk, Michael Waka, Rich Hill. That's butt. That is not good. <laughs> um, 
their two best pitchers. That's analysis, these, people. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's terrible. Their two best pitchers um, are out for a while. James Paxson's coming back from Tommy John. He's right, starting right the year that. on the 60 day IL. Chris Sale, he has a stress fracture. He's starting the season on 60 day L. If they come back, you can't trust them. Yes, the lineup is good, but they probably have a bottom 10 pitching staff. If they get league average, they'll make the playoffs. I don't think the Red Sox get league average, so I think they miss out on the third wildcard spot. And I think the Angels can get close to league average pitching, so they'll take that third spot. I dig it. Yeah. Yep. That, that's. I could see that happening as well. The ALs feels deeper than it has in years past, so it'll be interesting to see if we get another chaos come final weekend of the season yet again. All right, moving on to the NL. Uh, we'll start in, at home with the NL East, and I have the Nationals winning the division. Um, no, oh. it's it, it's the Braves. <laughs> I, I, can we all agree we're on the Braves? Yeah, we don't have to talk about it too Braves. much. Yep, Ryan. Yeah, I, I can't even. Pretend. It, yeah, I was, I was like waiting <laughs> for the bit. You're gonna try <laughs> to no, do it, but no, it, it, it's it's the Braves. All right, um, all right, NL Central. This one should be good. Uh, I'm going Brewers. Just pitching as a whole. Not just you know isolated to starting rotation or bullpen, pitching as a whole is an insane strength. Like they very well might have the best rotation, or you know top three, and then very well might have best bullpen or top three bullpen in all of baseball. Like that is their strength, and you know we we saw the Nats do it. Obviously, the Nats had you know multiple MVP caliber players in their lineup as well but you can see pitching you know being enough to carry teams through you know the the regular season obviously you have to have depth to get there they have three Cy Young candidates I think Freddie Peralta could be a you know an ace on most staffs I mean sure as hell could be an ace on the Nats staff so uh, I have the Brewers winning the NL Central Ryan what do you got um pitching wins in the NL but I think a team that's kind of being slept on is the Cardinals. I think they win the National League Central. Um, I think they get close to 90, 93 wins as well. I really like their lineup with Carlson, Goldschmidt, Arenado, Tyler O'Neill, Paul DeYoung. Also added Albert Pujols, who's going to hit 21 home runs and get 700. <laughs> Just heard enough. Heard first. That'll be Just so enough. Fun. Um, and Adam Wainwright, the guy's an absolute machine. Just 41 years old, doesn't set back. He's going to keep going. And I really like their pitching staff as well. Um, Their pitching isn't as good as the Brewers, but I think their lineup's better. And that's why I have them winning the division over the Brewers. All right, Amanda, break the tie or make it worse. No, I'm going to break the tie. Um, I really struggled with this one. I thought about going Cardinals, but I did pick the Brewers. I just, you know, you just talked about it, Nick. Pitching is we watched the Nats do this for a long time. Starting great starting pitching can win you a lot of ball games. And uh, even though I think you're right, Ryan, that the Cardinals have, have a better lineup, I think that the better pitching is going to is going to win out over the, the better offense. So I am picking the Brewers. All right. So moving on to the NL West. Uh, any surprises here from anyone? <laughs> no. No. Nope. Okay. All right. We're all on the Rockies. Cool. All right. Moving on <laughs> to the wild card teams, uh, starting with wild card one through three. Um, I think the top wild card spot will be the San Diego Padres. I think, 
getting some guys back healthy in their rotation obviously is going to be a huge bump to them. Um, who did they just trade? Oh, uh, Sean Manaya. That's what I was trying to think of. It, who's mm-hmm. not necessarily like an ace, but he's still very, very good. And the Padres are trying to make sure their uh, pitching depth and starting rotation is not their weakness again. And I think they, you know, did just that. They do have to survive a couple months without Fernando Tatis, but I think, you know, having a good, healthy rotation to start the year will kind of mitigate that loss, at least for a little bit. Maybe, you know, come midsummer, if Tatis is still out, that injury is still lingering and he's not recovering right, which I hope doesn't happen. Um, you know, maybe they struggle a little bit, but I think a wild card spot is good for them. And Bob Melvin's, you know, like Amanda said earlier, he, did great things with nothing. And now he has legitimate so assets much. to use. Yeah. And I, I think he's really going to be able to flex his stuff a little bit, not to the Dodgers level. They're not going to pull a giants and somehow win the division over the Dodgers. But I, I think the Padres are going to be much, much better than they were last year. Wild card spot too. Uh, it sucks, but I do have the Mets making it. Uh, I just, I think, you know, when you spend $290 million, uh, you know, in terms of your overall spending this season, (laughs) usually you're going to have something to show for it. Uh, I think, you know, I do think DeGrom comes back healthy. Obviously this is a huge blow to them. They expected to have DeGrom and Scherzer, but it's not like they, those were the only two pitchers they had. They do have Bassett. They do have Taiwan Walker. They do have a couple other guys they can throw in there. And again, not that they're ACE material and can replace DeGrom one for one, but they do have the depth to, you know, survive and they get to play the Nationals like 17 times a year. So I think that's enough for the Mets to sneak in. And wild card three, I do have the Cardinals. Uh, you know, last year through really August, it looked like they were dead. They won like 17 games in a row and almost beat the Dodgers in the wild card game. So I think the Cardinals uh, established themselves and they'd get uh, a good final push with Yachty, Pujols, and Wayne Wright to kind of send them off into their probably all Hall of Fame career. I don't know about Wainwright, but Hall of Fame careers. So that's my NL wildcard. Amanda, what do you have? Um, we had the same three division winners and the same three wild cards. It's just the opposite of what I picked in the AL, which was everything, all of the teams coming from the same division. And this, I've got the second place team in each division getting the wild card spots, the Padres, the Cardinals and the Mets. Um, I think you, know, you you touched on it with the Padres surviving without Tatis for a couple of months is going to be hard, but I think if they're healthy to start the season and they can weather that period without him and he can come back healthy, I think that they're going to definitely get one of these wildcard spots. The question is, is he healthy? That's the one thing that would make me consider changing this pick to the giants, but I'm going to make my pick based on assuming that he'll come back and, and be himself not too deep into the season um, with the Cardinals. You said they had an insane run last year. That was absolutely crazy to watch. And I think they're confident they've got momentum from last year. They almost beat the Dodgers who were, you know, just a juggernaut. And uh, I think that they've got it. I think they're going to lose by I've got, if I picked wins and losses, I have them losing the division by one game and then getting that second wild card spot and the Mets um, also, I think um, if it weren't, they even could win the division. I think the Braves are going to take it, but it's a near thing. I think the Mets, I can just never, I can just never bet on the Mets. There always seems to be something crazy, something unexpected, something Metsy that happens that would keep them from winning the division. But I think they're a lock 
for at least a wild card if they don't win it all if they don't win the whole the whole division uh i think the braves win uh over 100 games and the division by 10 games that's my i don't have them that far apart i think let me look at what i had. I think I have them seven games apart. Yeah. All right, Ryan, what do you got for your NL wildcard spots? Braves 100 win is bold, and I like bold. <laughs> um, wildcard one, I am going with the Brewers. Um, all, all I really need to say about them is just Freddie Peralta, Brandon Woodruff, Corbin Burns. Um, mm-hmm. I think the NL Central is going to be a very tight race. In reality, the Brewers probably win it, but in my reality, I have the Cardinals <laughs> winning it and the Brewers getting the first wild card spot. And second, I do have the Mets. I think a lot of the stuff people are saying about the Mets is kind of overrated. Um, they have a three hundred million dollar roster, and it's pretty good. Even without the Grom, they have Max Bassett, Crasco, and Taiwan Walker. If they get the Grom back for the second half, a healthy the Grom pitching in the second half. That's the best trade deadline acquisition anyone can actually make yeah. because healthy DeGrom is by far and away the best pitcher on the planet. Add him in here. That's stupid. Um, they don't have a true good lefty in the bullpen. That could be an issue, but Trevor May, Adam Alvino, Edwin Diaz is a pretty good back end. And I also like their lineup. I think Lindor bounces back. Alonzo is going to do Alonzo hit 40 home runs. Adam Marte and Cano. He's back. Maybe no steroids. Who knows? Um, I do like their lineup as well. And I think they get the second wildcard spot. In the third wildcard spot, I have the Phillies. Um, that lineup is stupid. Kyle Schwarber, Real Muto, Bryce Harper, Nicholas Castellanos, Reese Hoskins, Didi is a very good lineup. I don't care about defense. Defense is so overrated. The only people who care about defense are people who can't hit. That's why people like Victor Robles' defense so much because he can't hit defense doesn't matter when you're hitting i think aaron nola bounces back as well nola wheeler um ranger suarez is a pretty good top three to rotation and they'll get league average pitching they'll make the playoffs i am very low on the padres i would have had the padres making the playoffs if tatis didn't get hurt but tatis is out and that is a significant blow last year that lineup went when tatis went you lose a, a, a thousand OPS guy, your lineup stinks. Um, just looking at it, Grisham, Machado, Cronenworth, Voigt, Hosmer, Myers. I'm just not impressed by it. Um, pitching, their their pitching in the second half last year was one of the worst in National League. It will be better than that. It has to be better than that. They're going to get Mike Clevenger back at some point. That's really going to help. They'll get Drew Pomeranz back in the bullpen as well. I do like Darvish and I do like Shamnea. Snell's got can't go past the fourth inning. Nick Martinez is okay. Joe Musgrove inconsistent. All in all, I think that lineup's too weak to make the playoffs in what is surprisingly a pretty stacked National League. And those are my three teams. I like it. And I mean, the Padres underperformed once. So who's to say it? You know, history tells us they'll underperform again, not necessarily that they would go and run. So don't hate that. I mean, I hate it, but I don't hate it uh, for the Padres. All right. Quickly going through our championship series in the AL. I'm doing it, folks. I'm doing it. We have the Blue Jays over the Astros as the Blue Jays punch their ticket to the World Series. Uh, Amanda, what's your AL championship series? AL championship series. I have the Jays over the Twins. 
Wow. So the twins not only win twins, a playoff series, but they win a playoff they go game. To the championship series. Yeah. <laughs> bold. That's I my like bold it. prediction. Yep. I like it. Ryan, what do you got for the AL championship series? Uh, in the ALCS, I have the White Sox defeating the Toronto Blue Jays. Nice. Uh, that means you're supporting uh, Tony La Russa. How do you feel about that? New year, new uh, <laughs> narratives. Yeah. Um, oh, a very important thing. Blue Jays have the best home field advantage in sports, but the White yes. Sox have a rather high vaccination rate. So those two teams are going to duke it out. Yep. Yep. Nice. All right. NL championship series for me. God, I wanted to do it so badly, but I already kind of went, I guess it's, I am a homer. I adopted them as my AL team. I went homer in the AL. I couldn't do it in the NL. I wanted to pick the Brewers so badly, but I couldn't do it. I think their pitching will run out, especially because um, in, in my scenario, I have the Braves and the Dodgers getting the buys. So they play less games than the Brewers will have to play. And I think the pitching will run out at some point, kind of just get gassed, similar to how the Dodgers uh what happened to the Dodgers last year. Um, so I think the Brewers unfortunately run out of steam in the championship series once again, and the Dodgers punch their ticket back to the world series. So I have mm-hmm. Dodgers over Brewers, Amanda, back to you. What do you got? I have Dodgers over Braves. I think, um, yeah, I, the Braves a are damn good yeah, series. That's going to be a great series. That's a, a, a heavyweight bout, but I think the Dodgers are going to be, I, I just, I look at the Dodgers roster and I just can't. There's no holes. There's There's no no holes. And they're so deep too. I think that's the other thing about the Dodgers is people go down with injuries and that happens all the time. But if you don't have the depth at some point, you lose a key piece and you can't replace it. And that's when things start to fall apart. Their, their farm is so deep that they just, somebody goes down, they just have somebody right behind them. So I can't pick against them. Their roster is so deep. Like not that any of these guys move the needle on their own, but they sign guys like Danny Duffy, Tyler Anderson, Andrew Heaney, where they can just like use them in the bullpen or use them for spot starts. They still have Tony Gonsolin, who's like the the king at that. They're getting Dustin May back. They have Clayton Kershaw back. They have Arias, who we haven't talked about. They have Bueller, who's my Cy Young pick. Like it's just unfair. They'll probably trade for someone at the deadline. Like it's just, it's unfair. So it's hard to pick against the Dodgers. I don't blame you. Ryan, what do you got? Yeah, the, the NL is kind of like like the NFL when it's like, oh, Patriots Chiefs. Like it's right, the boring right. pick, but like mm-hmm. you're like, well, I'm not going to pick against Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes. It's kind of that thing. And like I was going to do the Dodgers Braves NLCS, but like I didn't want to do it. I don't want to be boring. So I'm going to have a little it fun with boring. it. Um, I have it. the Brewers beating the Dodgers, which – that sure is. I love it. I have the Brewers beating the Dodgers in the NLCS. Like I said, I don't want to be boring. So let's have some fun. I got Brewers in the World Series. You did wow. what I did not have the strength to do. And I appreciate you for that. All right. So my uh, World Series matchup is <laughs> Blue Jays and Dodgers. I wanted to do it, but I, I do think uh, experience prevails. We saw the Braves like. Uh, I believe it was 2018. They got to the playoffs before anyone really expected them to, but that also provided them with the experience to go on a run when they only won 88 games, when they lost Ronald Acuna. Uh, So I do think experience matters and the Blue Jays don't have the experience just yet. I do think in the long run, this will help them, but obviously it'll hurt in the short term because they are going to lose the world series to the Dodgers in six games. So the Dodgers do not, or well, they do win, and but this time it's not a Mickey Mouse ring. It is a legitimate World Series ring. So the Dodgers win in six over the Blue Jays. 
Amanda, what do you have? I have the Jays winning over the Dodgers. I love it. Seven. I need That's it. my in seven. Oh my God. Is there anything in the world better than game seven? The Jays have, have the pitching to do it too. Like that's one thing we haven't stressed. I Can mean, you Barrios, Gosman, Kikuchi, <sighs> Ryu. Um, that's not even to mention the young guys they have like Pearson. Like they, they, they could, they could hang. I think and it could happen. I, I know it's a fun pick just like, cause it's, it's predictions and what the hell we can do whatever we want. But I really do there's think no that the Jays have, there's no rule. I really do think the Jays could win. And I, I think it, it would take, you know, everything falling just right for them. But it would be amazing to watch A, the Dodgers lose after putting together the team they put together. But I love the Blue Jays. I don't know what it is. This this team they put together, those young guys are just, they're so good for baseball. They're so much fun. I want to see them win it. And I, I'm predicting Jays over Dodgers in seven. I don't mind it. Uh, Ryan, you have White Sox and uh, Brewers. Who, who takes it home? Oh, God, two Midwest teams. Ugh. I know. I absolutely, <laughs> absolutely yeah. hate the Midwest. Um, Baseball but... is shaking right now. They, they hate this. Uh, you're sleeping on the market. That is Chicago. But um, I am going with the White Sox over the Brewers in six. If I wanted to mix, didn't want to mix it up, I would still have the White Sox win the World Series over the Dodgers. I really like the White Sox this year. Um, it's unfortunate just because Tony Larusa, but I really like their roster head to toe, and I think they can get it done. So I have the White Sox being the Brewers in six games. Dang it. I can see it. I can see it. All right. So that does it for that portion of the predictions, but we're not done yet. Don't worry. There's still more to come. We're going to get bold. We've already been bold in some parts, but we're going to get bold on purpose. With our bold predictions, we're going to do one AL, one NL, and then we'll cap it off with one Nats-specific bold prediction. I'll get us started. We'll start with the AL. And, I mean, this is kind of a twofer because there's two guys. I couldn't decide which one I liked better, but I, I'm just – this is supposed to be bold. Like Amanda said, like, you know, we can do whatever we want. So my bold prediction, Corey Kluber, now with the Tampa Bay Rays, and – Noah Syndergaard, now of the Los Angeles Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, both finished top five in Cy Young voting. Mm-hmm. Wow, Syndergaard Bold, had quite baby. the comeback. Bold. I mean, he's on a one-year prove-it deal, and getting out of the Mets, which I feel like he definitely hated the Mets by the end of his tenure. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Anybody who hates the Mets is okay with me. <laughs> exactly, Amanda. Get bold. Okay, my first one is going to be that the Marlins have the no, best. No, 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 no. This is AL. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> okay, then I'm going to say, you know, I have the Twins making a much deeper run than anybody else. I'm going to say Byron Buxton comes within a few votes of the MVP. He doesn't, he doesn't win it, but so he has place. a second place MVP, Byron Buxton. I mean, it's within his wheelhouse. It's just health. If he can play a full season, he might, he might be the MVP. Uh, but it's just a matter of can he stay healthy. All right, Ryan, your turn. I was going to say get bold, but no, just do what you do. This is what who you He's always, always are. bold. Yeah. No, I'm just, I'm just looking at Otani will have a 30-30 season. Put that in Sharpie. That's not even 30 bold. wins, 30 home runs. 
uh, 30 home runs, 30 <laughs> stolen bases, and 30 wins. Um, think they'll let him steal that many bases. I think they're going to tell him not to. He stole 26 last year, and he had the most I caught know. stealing. So is it bold? I think no. I think I think I got to do better. He's so fast. He's, he's so. He's. Awesome. I think he's faster Good. than Trey Turner, if I'm not mistaken. Really? Is that true? I think so. I, I, well, it might not be like a 40 time, but I think to first base, they did it on average, and he was like, a, you know, a thousandth of a second faster than Trey Turner to first base. Wow. That's fast. Um, yeah. But I'm not done. I'm not oh, done. yeah. No, sorry, sorry. I interrupted you. I'm, I, you know, like I'm going to keep going bold here. Um, I say Jose Ramirez gets traded at the deadline. His contract. Wow. When Whoa. I when I saw his contract, the first thing I said is that is a very tradable contract. I think he gets traded. Um, and that's not bold enough for me. You know, I, I like bold and I'm going to go bold. I'm also going to contradict myself, but bold predictions <laughs> never contradict yourself. Bold prediction. The Yankees finish below 500. Love wow. it. I, that, I mean, that helps my my semi bold prediction. And then Ryan just topped it. With that, I, yeah, I can see. I 100% see it because they are so top-heavy. I was going to say shallow. I guess that would be you know, that place. If you don't have depth, you are shallow. But they, one thing goes wrong for the Yankees, and they are done. I love it. Yeah, I love it. I can. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you can see a scenario where it could occur. I just feel like they always find a way to not be terrible. You know what I mean? They're not, they're not great all the time, but they always find a way to not be terrible. Yeah. All right, Amanda, you were so eager to get your NL bold prediction out there. What is it? All right. My NL bold prediction is that the Marlins are going to have the best staff ERA in baseball. That rotation is very, very good, man. It, it, it could be, I like it. I mean, we're supposed to be bold. It's not like we're gauging it's a on little how likely out there, it is, but I feel like yeah. it could happen. It could yeah. happen. Yeah. I like it. Ryan, what's yours? Sorry, we're on NL, correct? NL, NL, yes. Okay, okay. All right, so I'm going to start off with a medium bold take. Um, Albert Pujols gets 21 home runs and gets 700. He's got he's got left. Which would take. still be a lot at this at this age. At that's this bold. point in his career, that's a lot. He gets 21, hits 100. Juan Soto makes history, and he becomes the second player ever to finish top five MVP voting on a 100-loss team. It's only happened once in MLB history when a pitcher, I had his name, but I lost it. Um, I can't remember his pitcher's name, but he won 20 games on the 50 lost team. So Juan Lefty Soto becomes, I don't know. I was just. What's right here. <laughs> give, me a, give me a second. <laughs> give me a second. Give me a second. Give me a second. I lost it. That's okay. But Juan Soto becomes the second player ever to finish top five on the hundred lost team. And my true big bull prediction Dodgers have the first place, second place, and third place MVP finalists. Okay. Wow. Can I guess the I order? Like it, it's yes. All right. So bets, you have bets winning. I do have bets winning. I would say Trey Turner's second. Well, all right. Yeah, positive. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. Trey too. I mean, okay. the other two are interchangeable. Um, am I forgetting someone? Do you? Is it Max Muncy? Ah, other first base of Freddie Freeman. Oh shit! I forgot. I can't Freeman. get my head around that he's a Dodger now. Yeah, that's 100 percent on me. Freeman's I forgot. Finally, going to get the attention he deserves. I was going to yeah, say it, it wasn't as hard as I initially thought it was because I forgot about <laughs> Freeman. 
I like, I mean, that's, that's insanely bold. I, I doubt the voters would let that happen because the voters are, you know, funny duddies. And it, it it's, I don't know why I didn't know this before, but it's just like all local guys. So it's like, you know, the Dodgers local people can only vote for one Dodgers player, but I like it. It's supposed to be bold. That's exactly what it was. Ryan, you deliver yet again, my friend. All right. I, I like Ryan cheat the system and have multiple bold predictions for the NL, but one of them is Nats related. Like, what Ryan did. Um, so I'll start with that one. Ryan said Juan Soto will finish top te- or top, excuse me, top five MVP on an hundred loss team. Only, you know, the second person ever to do that. I think this is probably even bolder than that. Juan Soto doesn't finish top five. <gasps> so here's, hold mouth. on, hold on. Here's the, here's the thing. I'm going to go on the limb and say that does not classify as a bold prediction, but because I'm not how bad this team went. Oh, Ooh, spicy. He does not finish top 12 in MVP voting. What? Is he injured all year? Nope. Nats are bad. That's possible. I he's just gonna, he's gonna get walked to death. He's gonna lose rhythm. And it's not gonna be his fault. He's still gonna be a good player, but he's gonna, you know, if we're this time next year, people are gonna say Juan Soto is overrated because of how frustrating his 2022 season was. Wow, that is bold. I don't like it, but it's bold. I mean, I don't necessarily love it either, but I don't think Juan Soto is going to be I, – I, I would put money down. He's not going to finish top five this year. And, I mean, he's probably the favorite at this point for the NL MVP, if I had to guess. Um, I don't think he's going to do that. I would yeah, love to be wrong. But. He's the odds-on favorite on all sport books. Yep. Um, so, I, I think that's bold. Um, but my – I guess true one uh, for the NL, uh, Mike Clevenger, top seven in Cy Young voting. I, I think he's going to have an insanely good year this year. He, oh. people, people forgot about him. Uh, I'm a big fan of Mike Clevenger. Um, one of the, it's like a wacky windup, but it's still one of the coolest windups in baseball. Not that that you know plays any part of this, but uh, Mike Clevenger, top seven in Cy Young voting. Amanda, what's yours? Okay. So we're doing Nats. Yes. Oh wait, you, okay. did, you did your NL, right? I did. Yeah, I did. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, because of the Marlins. All right. Yeah. yeah so my you're, NL we're is... on to the Nats. Yes. Okay. So I think this is maybe more, maybe less uh, bold prediction and more wishful thinking. Steven Strasburg is going to make twenty starts and have a sub three five ERA. I like it. I mean, just him staying healthy would. Yeah. And just, I mean, I don't know how, how long into the season. And and I almost didn't go with this one because I picked this and then we saw the, um, I think he said he may, may be ready by May 1st, but he may not. It's going to be gonna closer commit. to late May. And so I'm starting to worry that, you know, that, you know, when he was like, oh, I'm not going to start the season because I didn't have my full ramp up and I just need a few extra weeks to ramp up. This doesn't sound like I need a few extra weeks to ramp up. If you're talking about you know, being mid-May. I don't know. It just, it seems a little fishy and you know how the Nats are about pretending things are more minor than they turn out to be. So it could be, this is the worst bold prediction ever because he's injured still and he doesn't even play, but I'm going to go with my, uh, my wishful thinking 20 starts, a sub three, five ERA and uh, gets back on the road to being Steven Strasburg. Again. Okay. I have a gut feeling. I, I don't, I promise. I don't know Ryan's 
bold prediction for the Nets, but I'm going to save it for last because I feel like it's going to be the best. So I will go next. Uh, I had one Steven Strasburg related to, um, and I feel like that's kind of the, the common one. So I'm going to give this one, and then I'll just come up with, with one right now. So I'm a little bit different, but my Steven Strasburg bold one, and I don't know why I'm doing like awards uh, focused for these bold predictions, but I'm going to stick with it because I started with it. I might as well finish with it. Steven Strasburg, top 10 Cy Young. Oh, I love it. I, I think if he is on the field and healthy, he is one of the best pitchers in baseball. I, I believe that I will die on that hill. Health is the only thing wrong with him. And obviously it's a big, it's a pretty big, it's a thing. big problem. But if he is on the field, which is, you know, like I said, bold and in itself, he is going to be one of the best pitchers. I truly believe that. And I, you know, maybe I'm just trying to manifest it at this point, but I, you said <laughs> 20, 20 starts. I, I think that's about right, which would probably get him like 110 innings, which is going to be the big thing holding him back from like top five or obviously from winning it as well. But at like 100 to 110 ish innings, I can see that if should he make 20 starts. And I, I'm going to say he has a sub two five ERA. I think he's wow. going to bounce back in a big way this year. At least so I'm trying Juan to manifest Soto it. doesn't get top 12. MVP, yeah, I'm trying to get the Nats fans like gets, who, who are get. polishing their pitchforks right now to like like me a little bit again. So Steven Trosker bounces back in a big way, but the Nats are focused on these young guys, right? So let's get one for the young guys. And I wanted to do Kiber Ruiz, but uh, for those that listened to the uh, episodes or the episode earlier this week, Kiber Ruiz was a popular uh, name among the bold predictions segments through those interviews. So I, I, let the record reflect. I'm a big fan of Kiber Ruiz. I think he's going to have a, a great season. Um, 20 home runs, 90 RBIs. I think that's kind of bold. But I want, I want a, a different young guy. I'm going to say, I, I'm probably going to butcher his name because in my head, I'm trying to figure out what, there's two pronunciations in my head. I don't know which one it is. Yoan Adon. Did I get it right? Yoan Adon. Is I it Yoan? Okay. Yoan, I think, or Yoan. Oh, Yoan. Yeah. Oh. Okay. But we know who I'm talking about. Yes. I, this is immediately going to contradict myself, but let's just say this reality Strasbourg stays injured. <laughs> Yoan <laughs> Adon has the best ERA on the pitching staff. Wow. And, you know, even if it's not Strauss, he's replacing somebody at some point is going to go down. This guy's going to get some starts this year. Yeah, I love it. I think he's he's what twenty three years old. He's he's, he, he's he kind of being good. forgotten, but Davey loves him. And I, listen, I don't think Davey's the best manager. That's a separate conversation we are not going to talk about right now. But Davey loves him, and there's something about just having a manager believe in you, especially as a young guy. Davey is a great players manager. I will definitely give him that. And I do think he's a a, a fine manager to lead a team through a rebuild because the players are going to like him. And if he can connect with the young guys, which is obviously super important at this point of the Nats rebuild and just the state of their franchise, I think that's going to go a long way. So I, I think Adon's going to have a good season and the expectations are not high for him. The expectations are much higher for Cavalli and Gray and guys like that. You want Adon, he can kind of just do his thing. And I think he's going to do pretty well at it. So I think he, he's not going to be sub three, but I think like a 370 RA would lead the staff a three eight ERA would lead the staff. So unless uh, Steven Strasburg has that sub two, unless, yeah. So I'm covered on all bases here. I'm good. 
right, well, I, I like you on a don't know. He's fun. He's, he's yeah. a good, he's, he's yeah. a good pitcher. And on a team, like you said, having low expectations, I think can be actually really good for a young player because Absolutely. it takes that pressure off. Absolutely. All right, Ryan, send us home. Yeah. The, the, both y'all Strauss ones are just really hot because the reality of situation is probably wishful, not even pitching until wishful, the, until the second it's half. Wishful thinking, man. <laughs> um, but good vibes only. Good, good, good vibes, good vibes, vibes. only. <laughs> um, starting it off, it's a bold prediction when you think about it. I'm going to say that the Nats have two All Stars because two All Stars. All right, Finn just Soto and Ruiz. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, um, I had to move him, but I'm saying the Nats have two All Stars because who deserves being an All Star on this team besides Juan Soto? You could say Ruiz, but he's not beating Will Smith, JT Realmuto, and Yadier Molina in this final year. Who else? True. No one. Um, also looking at it, I think the Juan Soto prediction, I mean, sorry, trade rumors begin, but none of those are bold. You know, a good bold prediction has people reacting. And my bold prediction for the Nationals 2022 season is Patrick Corbin finishes top five in the NL Cy Young. You heard it here. I knew that was coming. I knew it was coming. I knew knew he was going to go heel. I knew it. Brace yourselves, folks. (laughs) I knew he was going to go heel. The revenge tour is a here. I just have to say, if Patrick Corbin finishes top five in the Cy Young voting and Steven Strasburg has a sub trade him. No, no. If Corbin finishes top five, trade him. Yeah, if he's got if he's got uh, that kind of performances going by by the uh, by the trade deadline, they need to get him the hell out of here with that contract. Trade him, please. Oh yeah. man, I love it though. I love it. I can. That's a good one, Ryan. I love it. All right, so that does it for the best episode every single year. Till next year, guys. Till next year. I can't. I can't wait. I, I'm already looking forward to it. 364 days till a bold predictions episode. <laughs> Counting down. Counting down. It's opening right. day tomorrow. Big day. It is. I'm so excited. Well, today, if you're listening to this on release day. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. So opening day right around the corner. Uh, you know, we'll see how quickly our hope in the Nats, if we have any to begin with, uh, dissipates. But uh, enjoy some expectation-free baseball because it is pressure-free baseball at the same time. So let's try to enjoy it. <laughs> and uh, at the very least, we'll look good on Sunday in our cherry blossom uniforms. All right, before we get out of here, uh, I mentioned it on the last episode, and I just want to mention it again. We launched the Half Street High Heat Patreon. It has four new shows that are insanely good baseball content. And I, I know I'm supposed to say that, right? Like, I, I know that that's my job and I'm supposed to sell you guys, but I truly believe in the product we're putting out and the content we're putting out. And we're not done yet either. We're starting with four shows, but that's not what we're going to stop at. The Patreon's only going to get better, and you have a chance to get in on the ground floor. Each of the four episodes, are, you know, they're their own tiers on Patreon. They're only $3 a month. So it's very manageable. If you want all of them or if you're interested in, you know, multiple of them, there are advanced tiers for, you know, two of the shows. If you want the uh, Half Street Fantasy Hour or in the Pickoff, which are our fantasy baseball and gambling shows, you can buy a tier for those two specifically, or if you want uh, Amanda show, which is the pitch perfect with Allison and uh, the amateur update with Monty covering college baseball and prospects, there's a tier for that as well. So there's a lot of mix and match options for you. I highly recommend the ultimate bundle, which is just everything. It's just $10 a month. You get everything. That's what I 
highly recommend that's obviously or not obviously but that's honestly our most popular tier thus far um i can't speak on it enough i i really hope you guys give it a chance there's a lot of great content coming out amanda and allison are doing their first episode airing monday so if you do it now you know you can watch baseball all weekend long and then when the nats get swept by the mets you can be like hey i need something to pick me up and you can listen to pitch perfect on monday so there you go um and obviously if you are in uh avid sports better you know matt will be doing the pickoff starting next week uh, ck and i have the half street fantasy hour uh on there as well ryan's going to be dabbling with some uh you know so, so we'll just tease a little bit ryan has something obviously for the patreon as well so again i'm not going to spend as much time on it tonight as i did the other night uh just go check it out please just just give it a shot i don't think anyone will be disappointed and if you are, let us know, because we want to hear that feedback. But I, I truly believe in the Patreon and, and what we're doing. And we wouldn't be asking you guys for your hard-earned money if we didn't believe in the product we were putting out that it would be worthwhile. So go check that out. Uh, search Half Street High Heat on Patreon. You will find it. Or just patreon.com slash Half Street High Heat. And you can uh, check it out there. So I appreciate you guys doing that. But in the meantime, uh, Trey has a YouTube video, something we've been working on for not not getting months at this point top 100 players in baseball we compiled a list put it all together trey has a youtube video dropping if you're listening to this on release day it's dropping today it is i I can't wait to see i have not seen it yet it's trey's brainchild he's been putting a ton of work into it you guys have seen his youtube videos already he is a master with it so i cannot wait to see it and it's dropping on opening day it's perfect timing like really get the baseball juices flowing find out where Juan Soto was ranked it you know a lot of a couple of places are kind of disrespecting him in their rankings as well uh I guess I kind of just threw some shade at Juan Soto (laughs) as well in my bold prediction so maybe I'm not the best person to speak on it but top 100 video dropping from Trey today if you're listening to this on release day and obviously check out the website at halfstreethighheat.com I mean we have always been in the swing of things with our articles but obviously with baseball season upon us we are on it articles every single day sometimes doubling up on articles we are on it there's no better place for baseball content and nationals content that is half street high heat so we got you covered on multiple different avenues and platforms and whatnot so be sure to check that out oh all right guys got anything else before we head out for opening day no, I don't think so. Just uh, go and like you said, enjoy, enjoy the Nats even for what they are. And uh, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot more exciting things going on that aren't Nats related too. So enjoy opening day all around baseball. It is the best day of the year when baseball is back. Absolutely. Even though uh, I saw a tweet earlier, Oh Jesus, this is opening night, not opening day or whatever. I, mean, I said that backwards, but you know what I mean? It's like, right. Well, <laughs> if we could control it, it's not a day game. Right. Oh man. But People Nats fans going to Nats fan. Yep. Brian, you got anything <laughs> else before we head out? Absolutely not. Best time of the year, opening day and the Masters t- uh, today. Let's oh, that's get right. It. That's right. <laughs> it, it, I mean, I guess the, the schedule was posted a long time ago, but it never ceases to amaze me what baseball decides to put themselves up against in terms of other sports and other events. It's like Mind the, you. <laughs> hardest the, path possible. The, the right. NFL – moved its schedule when the masters was in the fall <laughs> so yeah. like good, good job mlb <laughs> yeah well and, the word you're looking for is oblivious That's and keep it. in mind the world cup is in the fall too <laughs> so yeah. this is yeah. november november though oh that's true that's true that's yeah. true I, yeah 
Oh man. Nah, baseball gonna baseball. And uh Nats gonna Nats. All right, guys. Appreciate listening. Be sure to follow the show at Half Street High on Twitter. Myself at Nats Moves, Amanda at A White 7877, Ryan at We Are All Shack. We appreciate you listening, and I can finally say this. And in the meantime, let's go, Nats. There's a new breeze blowing off the banks of the Potomac. A new team's mowing down the ranks of their opponents. The Nationals are smashing balls, so that the commentator who has the cause has passed the wall to see you later. By the early light of dawn, well, you can see they're running scared. Cause the kinds of bombs we're launching are bursting in the air. Tell the Library of Congress that they might not wanna look. Cause we're putting curly W's in every book. Let's go, Nats. We've got a game to play. We're gonna win today. Let's go. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. 
For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.